You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Happy Friday from Sprott Money News at SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, December the 11th, 2020, and it's time for your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us this week is Eric's old friend, Bob Thompson, who is a Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Raymond James in Vancouver. The good news is Eric is planning to be back next week. But we very much appreciate Bob setting in one last time. Bob, thank you so much for spending some time with me. Hey, I really, uh, really enjoy the, the the time that I spent on the show here. And I'm looking forward to Eric being back, too, to hear what he has to say. Yes, I'm sure he'll have a lot on his mind next week, no doubt about it. And he, again, if you like our podcast, make sure you subscribe to whichever channel you're listening to and maybe send us a like as well. And if you have any questions for Eric next week, you can always send them to the email address submissions at SprottMoney.com. We won't get up to a lot of specific miners this week, but we'll try to get back on track with that with Eric next week. Bob, I know you've got a lot on your mind. Uh, as a portfolio manager, you've got to keep track of all kinds of macro pictures uh, and micro pictures and try to do the right thing for your clients. Here we are. It's been about four months of price consolidation. Uh, it has been agonizing and difficult for a lot of folks, but I mean, we still had a heck of a year in both gold and silver. Um, how do you see it at this point, and how do you help people maintain that perspective? Yeah, you know, it's a it's a great um, uh, point you bring up there, Craig, because you really got to know your topic well, right? That's that's the thing, and they say stock market corrections are when stocks are returned to the rightful owners. So basically, people who don't have uh, the understanding are going to be selling out, right? And that's happened a lot, and it it makes these these corrections uh, a little bit worse. So let's go over what's what's happened in 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 the last few months here. And you know, I talked about I wrote this little publication called The Gold Digger, right? And I I talked about it three months ago, and I said, you know, we are in a bull market for precious metals here. It started, you can say, started a year and a half ago, or actually, if you want to go back to 2016, it started at that at that time, but it's going to continue on. But we get these pretty severe corrections along the way. And usually these corrections happen when we have periods of excessive optimism. So, you know, back in September, we had excessive optimism. You know, I was getting emails from mutual fund companies telling me about their precious metals fund three times a day. And actually at the time, I thought, oh, boy, oh, boy, this is probably a short-term top here. And sure enough, it rolled over, and uh, we've been in a consolidation phase here. So now we're starting to get negative, right? People are coming out and saying, oh, Bitcoin's going to do this, and gold's not going to go up anymore. And I like that, right, because we're starting to get negativity into the sector. And when things are, are negative in a bull market, that's usually you know pretty good time to start accumulating. But you know, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a crazy, crazy time here, really, right? I mean, I have a chart in front of me here that shows consumer insolvencies in Canada um, over the last five years. And it just went off a cliff. What I mean is that nobody is declaring bankruptcy on the consumer side here in Canada now. Everybody's been bailed out. Throughout 2019, consumer bankruptcies were going up. We were actually going into recession. But, but this recession has been so bad that they've poured so much money into the economy that, that everybody's cash flows have gone up. Everybody's making more money now. They have multiple income sources. They have income sources from the government, income sources from their job, income sources from other areas. So incomes have actually gone up. You'd never know we were in a recession. We're, we're, we should be in a 1990, 1991 sort of situation. And, 
you know, a lot of people don't remember that that time, but that's when credit really, really, really was tightened up. That's what banks do in a recession. Interest rates go up, right? It's harder to borrow money, right? People that are over levered um, go bankrupt or can't pay their bills or, ha- or have to shuffle things around to pay their bills. And that's actually a good thing. But here we are again, you know, consumer bankruptcies in one of the worst recessions that we've we've had in decades has actually gone down dramatically, which nothing makes sense. And, you know, I've, I've talked about that before, you know, and I've said it's this perverse situation where when bad is actually good and good is actually bad. Right. So what I, what I mean to say that is the worse that these COVID effects were, the, the, the more the stock market went up, the more the liquidity went up, the more people spend, um, the, the more these IPOs out in, in the U.S., and actually, when things get good and we start to grow again, we might start to see some some severe weakness in the economy. But then again, they could just print another trillion or two trillion dollars. Right. right. So. <laughs> what, what will you be watching in the macro, Bob, as we roll into 2021? You know, I'm reading again, all these analysts saying, oh, the bond market bubble is going to burst. I mean, they've been saying that now for over mm-hmm. a decade, right? You've probably seen that chart that shows... Right. 10-year yields just declining year over year, but the econo- economist forecasts, you know, expecting them to go up year after year. Um, do you anticipate right. low yields? Or, I mean, gosh, even today, what do we see? Uh, what is it now? Italy and Spain and Portugal all having negative yields on their sovereign debt? I mean, anyway, what will you be watching? Right. Well, yeah, you, you know, Alan Greenspan was asked years ago um, how long the central bank could continue to control things and keep interest rates low and push the yield curve around, et cetera. And he said, well, he said it'll work until people lose confidence in the system. And he said once people yeah. lose confidence in the fact that the central bank can manipulate things the way they're doing, he said then interest rates will find their proper level. And, you know, we might be a ways off from that because they, they, they seem to pull another tool out of their hat all the, all, all the time. But you know this 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 gold this gold sector in, in in the last few months, right? The market participants and you talk about this a lot on on, on your show are are always pushing things around and pushing it down to its um, support levels and then ramming it through the support level just to get all the weak hands out. And that's exactly what happened a few months ago with that eighteen hundred eighteen ten area. Once it got to that level, it just pushed it right down there, and obviously it caused people to to panic. But but interesting enough. There was one event that happened that a lot of people don't know about. And, you know, I, I had heard rumors in the market that a big institutional manager who had a large, large gold position, don't know who it was, but the portfolio manager got the dreaded tap on the shoulder from the risk manager. And what, what, what that means in money management is the risk manager said, hey, you have too much in gold. Dump your gold position now. doesn't matter about the price. And that, that flush out happened a few weeks ago. And, you know, if somebody owns enough gold or a big enough position and they don't really care about price, they just want to get out, that's going to, that's going to cause some severe damage like, like what happened a few weeks ago. So hmm. that, that right. was an interesting kind of data point. Yeah. Absolutely. Bob, how about next week? Uh, are you concerned, interested, whatever the right word is, uh, for this FOMC meeting that will conclude next Wednesday? Um, yeah, I, um, I mean, I think we're—I don't think we're going to get a lot of surprises out of it. I mean, as you know, it doesn't matter what they say. It, it what matters is what the market thinks they're going to say, as compared to what they say, right? I, I think I think you know they're going to continue to be pretty dovish. I think the market's expecting that. I don't think anything dramatic's going to going to going to come out of it. But I, I think we're going to start to see a recovery in in, 
in the gold because obviously people are going to, you know, come back into the area and realize that this huge rotation that happened in the last three months, I mean, this, this was a, a massive rotation from, okay, let's invest in gold because growth is going to be slow, real yields are, 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 are tight to negative, uh, et cetera, into, oh my God, the vaccine came out, so this economy is going to grow dramatically, so copper rallied, zinc rallied, all these base metals did, and all these managers had... Um, very little exposure to that area, so they they rotated out of gold into into these areas, and now a lot of these stocks and sectors have popped dramatically now. And I think we're going to find our balance now. Money's going to come back into the gold sector because of the very reasons why it is in a long-term bull market. So I, I'm not really, you know, thinking the Fed's going to come out with anything that. Uh, um, you know, it's going to surprise the market. But I do think, you know, yelling at the Treasury um, is quite interesting now because obviously, you know, Yellen and the Fed are probably going to work together right. um, a lot more than people have in the past, right? <laughs> right. You know, I, I, I've seen people say, oh, that's no big deal. Look at gold went sideways while Yellen was at the at the Fed. But I think what folks are missing is the big picture of that now this almost like a marriage between the Treasury Department and the Fed working hand in glove, that would seem to underlie a, maybe a, some concern about debt issuance and the bond market and everything else. I, how do you see that? Well, no, exactly. I, I, I think they're going to you know, work hand in hand, maybe not say they're going to, but it'll, you know, they, they, they do one thing and do another. You know, um, policy, policy makers always do that. Right. So I, I think we're going to see that, you know, as I said, you know, before this, this can continue on for a while, right, before, before, the, before the system breaks. But what's going to happen is, you know, it, the, the dollar is going to keep devaluing, right? It's the DXY. Last time we talked a few weeks ago was at 92. It's kind of at 90 right now, right? And, you know, when gold, when gold hit an all-time high um, years ago, it was um, 72, right? So we got a ways to go. For the for the dollar to devalue, right? And uh, I think if we if we get some growth in emerging markets, which is starting to happen, then you know that is going to continue to put pressure on the dollar. So, right. um, and that's you know really what the Fed wants, right? They they, they really do want um, you know the dollar to come down um, because it was it was too high and hurting a lot of the U.S. dollar denominated debt in the world. Right. So, but you know I I I, I do think that. Um, you know we're we're intact with this bull. You gotta 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 understand the the sector, right? And and uh, you gotta understand why we're in a bull market here. Um, and if you do, the more you understand that, the more you'll stick with it. Well, let's let's wrap up with uh, with that line of thinking, Bob. Um, you're famous for your mining clock, so I want you to talk about that again. Um, but also just you know in your experience where we are and how common it is to get pullbacks like this. I mean, I again, a lot of us are frustrated because you look at kind of aggregate, you know, indices, if you want to call it that, but even though it's an ETF, but a lot of people look at the GDX or the GDXJ as kind of an aggregate of the mining shares. And you look at, I mean, they're back to levels, you know, that they were at in May before we even had any of this mm-hmm. price run, you know, and all the profits that all these miners have made. So um, just your thoughts in general on the sector and uh, and where you think it heads and what might be a trigger to get more excitement for the sector once the calendar flips. Well, as far as the shares are concerned, you know, the, the market's a big auction and, 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 and the market ensures that most people actually lose money, 
<laughs> right. That's the way it works. There's only there's there's only a small percentage of people can make a lot of money in the market, right? I mean, that's just mathematical. So so sure, the 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 gains are uh, big gains are going to come right out of the gate usually, right? Right at that turning point, and that's why it's great to catch the turn in uh, in, in in these sectors, right? Then all the money floods in, and then you look and you say, okay, well, you know the the um, um, Shares have only pulled back 25%. They're still up a lot this year. But the interesting thing is most of the volume happens at the top, right? So a lot of people are actually are actually down. So you got to be there early. And, you know, this is Eric's show, so I'll, I'll tell you some stories about Eric and things that he's taught me over the years. You know, that I, I've used this analogy before, but Eric told me a long time ago, he said, Bob, you got to be having a party in the room by yourself. And that's where you're accumulating large positions of stock. And he said everybody else is partying in the other room. And he said, it's an awful lonely place to be, to be sitting in the room by yourself. But he says, when everybody in the other room decides that it's time to party in your room, it's an awful small door to get through. And he said, that's when stocks go up hundreds of percent. So case in point, I think we're in a 1999 sort of situation right now. You look at these tech stocks, you look at um, DoorDash and Airbnb and how much they went up. Um, yesterday on uh, on their IPOs, very similar to 1999. Well, you know, Eric used to write a report called Markets at a Glance, which um, he wrote it every month, and I, I read it for I read it for as many years as I could until he stopped writing it. But he wrote one on March 9th of 2000, which a lot of people will remember it was one day before the tech bubble burst, and Eric was screaming in the letter screaming and big printing, do not participate in this. Do not participate in this euphoric market. Buy gold stocks. So he started his hedge fund a few months later, went long gold, went short tech, and was up about 150% over the next two years in the hedge fund. Well, I think we're in a very similar situation here. The money is not going to really flow into the gold stocks as much as it should until the tech stocks roll over, right? Because everybody's still looking at you know, IPOs going up 80% in, in, in the tech sector, et cetera, and stocks trading at 400 times sales, and people are still chasing those. Well, you got to get a rotation out of those, and then the money starts to come back into the cyclicals and the gold stocks, and then you see the valuation of the gold stocks just explodes on the upside, even if the gold price doesn't go up that much. So, All right. Um, anything else on your mind, Bob, before we wrap up? Yeah, just, just one, one, one more thing. You know, I was thinking about this in the last few days. Making money in the market or in gold, as I said, is it, it, it's hard. You got to know, you got to know what you're doing. And I always tell people there are no hot tips, right? In, 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 in the stocks or um, in, in a particular sector. And the reason that I, that I say that is because if you make $50,000 a year from your job, for example, you have to put 2000 hours of work in to make that $50,000. There's a, there's a utility there. It, it takes time and energy to uh, to make that money, and it's exactly the same in the market. Um, there, there are no way, easy ways to make money. You got to be there. You got to be patient. You got to sit in the room by yourself, and uh, and and be a contrarian. And you know, I think that's why I've started to look at you know platinum, for example, which has done nothing for five years, whereas palladium's gone up a lot, right? There's probably a lot of room for upside there. You know, I've started to look at the uranium sector, where stocks are still down 80 percent, and you know, Eric has a 20% rule that if a, if a commodity goes up 20% from the bottom, they, you know, he really starts to look at it because 
you know, this might be the start of a bull market and it might be the turn. So, you know, if, as far as the listeners are concerned, that's, that's what I tend to look for is, is, is that turn. And I think we're seeing the turn now in the, in the mining sector again. You know, after this correction, we're seeing a turn in, in, in some of the other sectors of mining other than gold, too. Fair enough. It looks like we're going to have a very interesting year ahead, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it certainly does. And, you know, stay the course. Um, make sure people are uh, make, make sure you're knowledgeable about what you're doing. And, you know, I think that'll be easier to have the conviction. Absolutely. And Bob, you've been very generous in the past in giving out your email address and uh, some ability to get your newsletter as well. Can you share that with everybody again? Uh, sure, sure, Craig. It's uh, bob.thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N, at raymondjames.ca. And anyone can just email you there? Uh, sure, sure. That's, that's, uh, that's fine. And tell everybody, too, about the gold digger. Yeah, you know, the gold digger, I have lots of links in there. I make it a short report because nobody reads very long reports uh, these days anymore. But it uh, always has some really concise information about the space and a great chart every month. So, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a, a, a good informational source. Absolutely. We encourage everybody to check it out. Hey, before we go, uh, it is almost Christmas. Yeah, what is it? Only two weeks away, Bob. Doesn't feel like it with all this COVID stuff this year. It's been such a weird year. But if you're doing any holiday shopping, uh, boy, what a great time to get people started, your kids, your grandkids, with an appreciation for sound money after the year that we've been through. Come to SprottMoney.com. You'll find all sorts of great deals there, great gift ideas there. Or, of course, you can just call us, 888 861 0775. Bob, thank you so much. This is the second time you've been able to help us out. We really appreciate it. No doubt about that. And I just hope you have a great holiday season and a, and a happy new year. That's fantastic, Craig. Always enjoy being with you. And from all of us at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We hope to have Eric back next week. 